Greetings and welcome to the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. My name is John O'Halloran, aka Chalk Dinosaur, and that was a clip from one of my favourite Pittsburgh music producers, Bus Crates. That was a song called Lost and Found, which is one of his top trending songs on Spotify right now. His music is also available on Bandcamp if you wish to purchase it. You can follow him on Instagram at buscrates, or you can find his music on Spotify. He also does a lot of live streaming on twitch.tv slash buscrates. His music ranges from like a hip-hop style to a synth-funk style to a disco style and kind of blends all of these and kind of goes everywhere in between. But it's all got this kind of vintage classic aesthetic to it that uh, I really like and I think it's great. I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with him about his music and what he does. So Bus Crates, thank you for taking the time to do this. We did this conversation through Zoom uh, and we did our best to capture good audio, but there are a couple moments where it kind of glitches out. And just to give you some context on where the conversation begins, I had just watched him do a live streaming DJ set on Twitch, which is a live streaming platform. Here it is, my conversation with Pittsburgh music producer, Bus Crates. Hey. Yo, yo, what's up, man? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you totally fine. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Hey. Oh, we're good to go. That's what's up, man. Yeah. What's going on? Not much. That was, uh, that was actually the first Twitch thing that I've, I've watched. I've never oh, wow. really... I'm honored that it was mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen that you've been doing a lot of, a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. What what has that been like for you? Or like, how did you get uh, started oh, doing that? It, it's been amazing. I got started on, I think there's two people who are really instrumental in bringing me to Twitch. And that's uh, my good friend, uh, DJ Epic out of Sacramento. And also Pittsburgh's very own Selecta 720 helped me out a lot in the early stages as well. You know, we, uh, Selecta and I, we do streams together every other Friday, you know, playing all 45s. And he was actually just here yesterday. It was one of our friends, uh, my friend DJ Jay Finesse down in Atlanta. Like, we both know Finesse, and it was his 45th birthday. So he put together this little raid train stream thing called like 45s on, at 45. And we all did our 45 sets. And Selecta did his, somebody else did theirs, and I did mine. And like Selecta came here to my house and was like helping me. Like, he was co hosting it. It was so much fun. Nice. So much fun, man. It's this Twitch, this Twitch thing is literally a godsend, man, because I, I even before the pandemic, I didn't, I was really never one to like to be out super late. You know, I don't drink. There's no, I'm not, you know, out there getting, getting wasted. I'm not out there looking to hit on girls. I'm a married man. So, I mean, there's, there's really no point of me being out past like <laughs> 12 midnight. Like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. 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 That's definitely like a, uh, yeah, it's just a much different, um, element when you're uh like out performing or going to shows or something it's right exactly exactly it's a totally different thing when you're doing a show where it's like okay crates is going to set up his uh his sp404 and like a cork mini log and do a whole beat set or that's different than like showing up djing because then you're going to have people hey can you play the new da -da 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 -da? <laughs> and then putting their phones all in your face play this play yeah. this like no <laughs> yeah like i i I don't have much experience DJing. I've only done it a, a few times. Um, 
And I remember whenever I started to get requests, I was like, ooh, this is, I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, mood going. And then it's, I, yeah. I, it's like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, they like to ruin, and they have, they, they don't take clues. They don't hear, like, you're not going to go up to somebody who's playing like a gang of funk 45s and ask them to play like Lil Wayne or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that happens though, you know? Yeah, it happens all the time because these people have no clue. They just want a lot. Of, a lot of these people who come out, you know, some of these people who I won't say a lot. See, some of these people who come out to these DJ sets, they don't really care about music much. They just want to do the do what's popular with their friends and get drunk and you know act whatever. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not but, my thing. You know, but, yeah, yeah, it's really cool the um, the Twitch format because you're. I mean, it's very interactive and uh, yes, it's. It's really cool. I hadn't seen something like that before where, you know, you're, it feels like you're in a room with, with all those people. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a completely different vibe. And the beautiful thing about it for me is the fact that I have access to my entire record collection. I don't have to like pick out certain records and say, Hey, I got to play I want to play this tonight. Or I got to, you know, there's, there's no, I can just go to my wall and just randomly decide to play whatever it is. I feel like playing because everything is here. I don't have to, narrow it down to a specific you know stack of records to bring with me out to an event and also sometimes when i play when i when i dj i'll uh i got my moog uh grandmother over there hooked up sometimes i'll play like a couple little synth lines along jamming along with the records and stuff <laughs> nice. it's so much fun man you know it's it's a beautiful thing and I've, the support and the love has been ridiculous on there i'm grateful that this thing has come about you know sometimes they say good things come from bad things and this is a good thing that came from a bad thing you know it's obviously you know the pandemic and all of that so okay that's that's when you started doing this yeah like a little i was a little little bit later than most of the a lot of other streamers so i'm like i'm still you know a bit behind like as far as numbers wise there's other, but i'm catching i'm it's it's building it's growing it's been a beautiful thing i got some loyal heads on there who show up and show out like every time i'm on there it's it's, it's a blessing man like for real that's really cool. Like, what yeah. was the, um, what was like the process like when you first started out, like building, like growing an audience? Cause it is, it is pretty, pretty big now. It's, it's, yeah. Oh man. The early stages of my streams were <laughs> a total mess. First of all, I was streaming directly from my phone and my, I have an iPhone 12 now, but when I was start, first started streaming, I was still on an iPhone 7S or something like that. So it was like, it looked like PC TV. The quality was like like really really low, and and sometimes I would forget to set my phone on Do Not Disturb, which would enter if somebody calls you. If your phone is not on Do Not Disturb, and you're streaming, and someone decides to call you in the middle of your stream, your stream is done. It's gone. It's a wrap. <laughs> I've had that. I, I've had that happen a couple of times, but oh man, you know, oh yeah, it was it was terrible. I, I was I was like, oh man. People call me right in the middle of my set, but now, you know, I, after after I got off the phone, I migrated over to start. I started using uh, OBS software, the Open Broadcaster software. Okay, yeah, I literally yeah. just downloaded that today. Mm-hmm. Well, now I use Streamlabs OBS. There's this regular OBS, and then mm-hmm. there's another one called Streamlabs OBS. I use Streamlabs OBS because you can go on there. You can actually watch the chat directly from there. Okay, so you can see everything. Yeah, just like the. Exactly. You can see everything go. Although when I do this, I generally find it easier for me to 
use my iPad because I can put it directly in front of my mixer. Yeah. You know, but I like to have both screens up just to just to have them up, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So that's the room where you uh you do all your DJing and then you also looks like that's where you produce your music too. Yeah, yeah. This is this is my DJ stuff is like over over that way, but then if you behind me you'll see like a couple boards, you know. Yeah. What's behind me? That's uh on top, there's a string ensemble, then there's the micro moog, there's a EMU drumulator drum machine, and there's a the Honer clavinet D6. Oh yeah. Down. Yeah. That's cool. Um yeah, I love your space. I, I've been following you on Instagram and I you're always posting pictures of you in, in that space over there under the sign. And yeah, yeah, like, right under the yep. It's right over there. Yeah, and just like the the aesthetics of it all and just the way it's laid out and everything it seems like it took a lot of uh care and intention to to make yeah, a space there was a like lot that. of brain power involved in this a lot of it i mean i can only i can take a little bit of credit for this a lot of this was like my wife's idea she's the one who kind of came up with like the the real putting the real to reels up there and you know yeah. setting yeah she yeah she she's a badass for this she she really hooked it up yeah that's cool. What's that uh, 808 looking machine? Oh, that's the uh, Behringer RD8. That's the clone joint. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a real 808. No. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, I was curious about those. Have you messed around with it much? I haven't yet. I w- my my plan is to. I'm probably just going to MIDI it to one of my NPCs because I really don't. I'm really not familiar with the old style of Roland sequencing. Mm-hmm. Like with, 303 TR808 TR606 and all those machines like this the way that the step sequencing is on that it's it's it seems like it's a whole another language mm-hmm. whereas with this new Behringer one I can just MIDI it to my EPC yeah. and just you know sequence it that oh, nice. way but I can still run the actual the outs from the actual machine it's still it's still the machine yeah it's being sequenced by another machine which is the the beautiful power of MIDI yeah <laughs> so you'd yeah. say like the uh which MPC are you using for for well, that? Over over there, I'm probably going to use it with the. Uh, I have a, a 2000 XL, but then I have a 3000. It's like right here somewhere. Is that kind of like not, your your go to like uh, piece in the studio? Yeah, whenever I'm doing like album stuff, I'll usually I have I just set myself a little corner here. Like I use my MPC 3000s here. Then I have my uh, my Rhodes, my Prophet Six, and many Mogas straight ahead over there. I just I just moved and rearranged a few things in here uh, a couple of days ago, a few days ago. And I'm actually waiting for I'm actually <laughs> waiting for another synth to show up. Hopefully, it shows up today or tomorrow or something. Which one? Uh, I got a sequential take five. Okay, yeah, I, I don't really know much about that. I did I did see that they released that, but. That's it's cool. amazing. You should definitely tap into some of the videos. I highly recommend watching uh Starsky Cars video on it and definitely check out um what's his name? Matt uh Matt Johnson from Jamiroquai. He's he does a, an excellent video on it. Okay, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So is there something about that one that like the tone is different than cuz I know you've got the the Prophet and the Six. Well, the thing about the the, the draw to me the draw to the take five for me is the fact that it's much more compact. It's only like, it's like a 44 note keyboard or something. It's okay. com- It's smaller. Yeah. It's more portable. I can take it out to gigs with me. I can take it to studio sessions with me. 
you know, I and it's about it seems it looks like it's about the same size as the grandmother. And those would be the two boards that I take out the most. I just I had a studio session in Philly last week and I took the grandmother with me. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I saw those pictures. Uh, what was yeah. what were you doing out there? Uh, my man, uh, Marcus, MH The Verb, he set up a studio session and called in a bunch of uh, musicians for a project he's working on. And I showed up with my grandmother and, you know, all my little gadgets and iPad and stuff, and you know, did my little my little synth thing or whatever. <laughs> it was fun. It was so much fun. I hadn't been in an I hadn't been in a studio environment with people like that in a long time. Yeah. We recorded at this place called Turtle Studios in Philly. And before you can even go in, they make you take a, a COVID test. So, you know, they're they're very careful in terms of, you know, safety and precautions and whatnot. How uh was it like one one session uh one day or were you there for for a couple? Oh, we did two, we did two days. It was a two day nice. thing. Yeah, it was it was fun. That's cool. Did you know what the did you have like a a demo or do you have any idea what the music was going into it? No, we all just recorded it off just off rip off the top. I, oh, that's awesome. Know, it was it was yeah, that's that's what I loved about it cuz you know, somebody would just come up with a little groove and then somebody add something. They have two really awesome keyboard players there. Um, some one guy was playing a Wurlitzer, and they have this. They have this beautiful old from like the early 1900s Steinway acoustic piano. I had never touched one of those in my life before, and it was it was amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Is that something? Uh, so you said you you had done that before, but it's been a while since you've you've recorded in oh, yeah. the studio. Yeah, Mar- Marcus and I have done. We did a we did a studio we did a studio session in that exact same studio some some years back. But you know, with all of this stuff going on, you know, people weren't really getting together like that. So this was this was a treat. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like your collection of instruments is pretty amazing like when did you start you know building that up and uh kind of working on that collection i'm trying to think i probably i've had and bought and sold and traded so much gear <laughs> over the years yeah. oh man but i think uh out of everything in here everything i have right now the thing i've had by far the longest was my roads. I bought my roads in 2011, 20, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. I bought it in 2011, 10 years ago. Um, I kept that. That was the one constant. I've, I've been through so many different synths and samplers over the years, but the roads is pretty much the consistent piece. I had an MS 2000 once I had a micro Korg. I had, I actually had a Wurlitzer at one point. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I moved to Atlanta one time and it was like you either keep the Wurlitzer or you keep the roads. And that was kind of an easy decision for me. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are those have such a nice tone. I've only ever played a real one like once or twice, and it's just so inspiring to to hear the Wurlitzer sound. or Rhodes. Rhodes. I mean, I like both oh, of them. <laughs> I'm a Rhodes guy all day. You're more than welcome to come by here and play mine. <laughs> I got I got pedals and stuff. You could bring some pedals if you want to, you know. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So like you you just recently released a new song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so like how long does it typically take you to put a song together like that? 
Um, it depends. It could it could take a couple hours or it could take a couple days. Yeah, it depends. Like, I might be in a I might be in a frame of mind where it's like, okay, I'm working on this. I like where this is going. I'm gonna add this, 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 and in a few hours it's done. Yeah. There's those times where you work on something and, and you're like, okay, wait, I need to figure something out. And then you sleep on it and you get up and then you finish it the next day or the next two days or whatever. But there's really no like set time frame. But sometimes it's generally if I had to if I had to guess, I would generally say any anything from like a few hours to like the next day. That's fast. Yeah, because the thing is, is when I get an idea down, I once I once I get the ball rolling, it's a lot easier for me to to add on and stack it up. And and <laughs> I have to say this: the more with all the gear I have, the more gear you have, the more you can you layer because it's not like okay, I got this bass sound on the mini mode. Now I got to track that out and then I got to change my mini mode to like a lead sound. I could always keep that bass there in case I need to fix something. I can pull the grandmother in and do a yeah. lead on that. Yeah. You know, it, gives you the, it gives you the flexibility to, you know, move around without having to go over what you already have in there because, you know, as you know, the mini mode doesn't come with presets. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Grandmother too, right? I don't, I don't have yeah, one. Yeah. There's no presets on the grand. I would, I had only preset mini mode i ever had was a little fatty and i actually sold that when i got the grandmother yeah how does that compare because like that's what i have right now but i feel like very curious about the grandmother you have the little fatty yeah oh my goodness that was my first that was my first mode synth in two i bought it in 2008 i sold hella records to get it <laughs> it was that thing is amazing what i loved well, it was and it was convenient because yeah. And I'm sure you know this, you being a performer and, you know, doing doing shows and whatnot, you can program your whole set. Like, let's say you got a 10 song set. You got a bass sound in your mode. You can use that on the first track and then you turn, change it over. You're doing a lead sound on the next one. Then the next one, you might be just be doing some like spacey effects or whatever. It gives you that flexibility. Yeah. That's where it's a performer, you know, it's more of a performer synth than like a student. I mean, it's obviously both, but. It's more of a performer synth than like something like a mini mode because it's like if you use a mini mode at a show and you have another idea or another song that requires something, you have to change it on the fly. Yeah. You have to like have these uh big what did they used to do back in the day? They used to have like a picture with like all the knobs. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like with the knobs written as where the where the knob was supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. I've seen someone do it. Um one of the bands I like, uh called dopapod their keyboard player who's like one of my favorite he plays a moog prodigy prodigy oh, i love prodigy. which like it's got such a great sound to it but you know there's no presets so it's always like he's just real quick at i don't, I don't know getting uh i guess you know you probably just like get pretty fast at knowing what knobs to turn to get what sound you're going for but it's mostly like lead stuff but he's real good mm -hmm. at like kind of just on a fly just morphing it yeah it's it's cool <laughs> but i've never tried that i do it sometimes on the grandmother but it's it's not it's not easy <laughs> it's so it's, it's so not easy yeah so do you find like how do you uh how do you like structure in like your time working on like album stuff versus like doing streaming like twitch stuff uh, social I, media I Totally honest with you, I am struggling with that so hard right now. <laughs> it's a juggling act. I have yet yeah, to master. Me I'm, too. I'm working on it. it. And then the fact that I am easily distracted 
Like, for example, this morning <laughs> I woke up, I said, I'm going to try to learn how to use this app on my iPad, whatever. I started watching a video on it and whatever. And I went downstairs and I came back up and I turned on my computer and started streaming. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it turned out, it turned out to be a great stream. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it paid off. It was a, it was a really, really That's stream, a good but, distraction. Yeah, it's a good distraction. And, That's you like, know, it's, it's kind of distraction that, you know, is, has value. Exactly, exactly. And then I also do production streams on t- Thursday nights. That's why I'm looking. Oh, nice. I keep looking, yeah, I keep looking at this uh this uh front porch. Like, is there gonna be a box showing up? <laughs> that box goes up. I'm gonna come up here, plug it in, mess for it for mess with it for a little while. And I usually stream around eight o'clock PM on Thursday. Okay, cool. So you just like uh screen share your computer when you're like in like a video or something when you're well here's the thing. I'm I'm not using my computer. I'm using my iPad Pro. Oh, nice. That's right. Yeah, I'm using an app on there called Drambo. That's what I've been using mostly, mostly lately. That's so and interesting. I, I flip from it from Drambo to AUM, but then I go back to Drambo. It it changes a lot. So you do like a similar like a camera view on you, just like bouncing around yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, it's like an overhead camera, just like pointing down, so you could see all the stuff. That's awesome. It's, cool. it's a dope angle. I, I was really happy that it worked out that way. That's one of the things that I I noticed about your studio that I really liked and it's kind of like made me want to rethink how I've set my room up cuz like your room is very like centered around instruments and your records and turntables like there's mm. I noticed there's like no computer anywhere and that that's what really it, cool. You just can't you 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 just can't see them. I keep them out of view. I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to have the computers in view on my stream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I guess like in my setup, it's like a the there's like a desk that's like the main kind of thing. Um, mm. It's kind of very like computer centric. I feel like like big monitor, like pretty big desk, and um, I've been I've been like looking at uh, Instagram and like I'll look at Pinterest and stuff and just look at like, oh yeah people setups. Just like <laughs> check out everybody's different how they set up their studios and um Do you ever like see a picture and then something catches your eye and you're like, wait, what's that? And then you like try to pinch in and see what it is. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I'll I'll do that. I feel like I'll do that for like well, I've been like looking at desks, like trying to figure out desk situations. So I'm like looking at I, I was looking at desks with like racks and stuff for like rack gear and like you know zoom in to like see you know what they've got in there mm-hmm. like how many rack spaces they've got in their desk but now i'm kind of thinking like i want a more minimal desk less desk more like space and like more space yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's about all i got left is rack space <laughs> <laughs> oh man like the where did you get those tree, those like tree stands in the back where you've got the the eight oh eight and the I mean all your stuff back there and the oh the uh, the 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 a the a frames yeah they're, they're called a frames um okay I got where did I get this I actually got them off of a friend who was um uh, who was getting rid of them I just like they're that that one right there the gray one is actually one from like the late eighties or something it's a it's like a vintage one or whatever and I think this black one is too. Damn, yeah, I like that. Yeah, like vintage. Yeah, I don't. I think you can still find them new. I don't know if they look like this, but they do still exist. 
Yeah, I, I see them a lot, but I, whenever I look for them, it's like kind of hard to find the ones that I'm seeing that look like where you can mount kind of like anything on them. Right. Did you check like um, I don't know, Sweetwater maybe might have them. Yeah, they've got they've got one. Um, there was like this one specific one I was after though, and I feel like they don't sell it here in the United States <laughs> or something. Oh yeah, you're probably overseas in like Europe or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you uh when you start a track like uh when you're making a a song, mm-hmm. what do you usually do to start that process? Ninety nine point nine percent of the time for me, it usually starts with the drums. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually where everything starts with me. And yeah. you like to use the MPC for that? Yeah. Yeah, yep. All this, all my drums are mostly MPC drums because I just like the feel of the sequencer. Yeah, you know, it's it's you can get more loose. You can like take the quantize off if you need to for certain notes or certain things. I'm not stuck with just the the sixteen. Yeah, move around a little bit, you know. Yeah, and then um, like, what do you do for for sounds to like put on the MPC? Oh, I, you know what's funny? The on, lately, when I've been using MPC, the the only thing I've really ever been using them for lately is for drums. Yeah, I'll, I'll sample some drums off of some. I'll find a break on a record and you know chop up the drums or whatever, and you know get them in there and sequence it. Then maybe I'll start with a line or try to try to figure out some chords or something on the on the Prophet or Rhodes or yeah, little harp string line. You know, just different things. You know? I forgot. I got this little guy here. I I <laughs> was cleaning and I I because one day I was like, "Where is this? My little uh Korg NTS one." What is that? Oh, it, you can buy these. They uh they come disassembled. You have to assemble them, assemble them yourself. But is that Legos? Can, yeah, I got I got Legos around the edges of it. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it, this is the actual unit. Okay. Nice. I just, I just like put like a little great, like a little Lego thing behind it. I like that frame. Yeah. 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 You know, some, some cool to look at and squeeze right in. But, um, you know, this is just like a, it's called the NTS one. It's a digital synth, but it has MIDI in and out in sync. But what I got it for is the effects. You can buy and upload effects to this thing. Kind of like uh, you can use similar effects to something like a Minilog XD or Prolog. You go to a site and you hear you can you can buy different delays and reverbs and things. I'm actually going to hook this up tonight. Oh wow! So you can kind of it's kind of you can just like load up all different kinds of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, different effects, delays, reverbs, cool. flanges, and choruses and things. Yes, yeah, never seen cool. that. Some of them, some effects you can use them simultaneously. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little kit. So your your most recent uh, full length that was blast off, right? Yeah, blasting off. Yeah, blasting off. Um, I was listening to some of that and like the uh, some of the bass lines are so awesome in that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think lost and found. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all mini mode. The 90, 99% of the bass lines on that record is a record is a mini mode. There was one song that had like it sounded like a slappy, like a slappy bass guitar thing. 
Oh, the bass guitar. Yeah, that was uh, my friend Sally's. Uh, her uh, her friend plays bass. Uh, Marcus. Is that yeah. the guy that uh, you went to Philly to record? No, with? Di- different, different Marcus. Uh, oh, okay. Marcus Phillips. Yeah, this, yeah, this different Marcus. He's a, he's a dope bass player. That was cool. That. And then my other bass player EJ played on another track that Sally and I did. Wow, I just really thought about that. That both of the tracks I did with Sally have an actual bass player. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was, was nice. It's they've all got such a such like a strong character, I guess. Kind of. Um, you know, just the tones and the mm-hmm. the drum sample choices and stuff. Like, what what do you think? Like, what are some of like the like albums and like artists that I feel like inspire you the most when you're making stuff like that? Um, let me see. That's because like cool. your stream today, like I didn't hear anything that sounded like what you make. I mean, yeah, little well, bits, but like, what happens? I do that on Fridays. I play that the like the the kind of stuff that I make and the kind of stuff that I listen to. I, that's I do that on Fridays. Today was just you caught me on like the most random pop up <laughs> day. I okay. this wasn't in the schedule whatsoever. I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna get on here, and yeah. then that happened. It was just like I just I did this because I wanted to, you know, kind of wanted to have a different vibe for today, you know, because I do that on Fridays. I didn't want to do the same thing yeah. I did on Friday, but you know, but um, yeah, whenever I'm there's certain records I'm trying to think of some. Um, I can show you one. Definitely want to listen to this. I'm gonna show you. Hold on. It's a good thing I know where my records are. <laughs> That's impressive. You got a lot of them. This Kashif self-titled record from 1983. Nice. Cool. This is the inspiration behind a lot of my Moog bases and things like that because this guy right here was a legend on on Moog bass. Like he <laughs> that was his thing. He was known for that. Yeah. That's awesome. K A S H I E F, that's an F. Kashif. Yeah. Oh, that's an F. F. Okay. Yeah. K A S H I F. Definitely will check that out. Mm-hmm. Cool. So like anybody who ever asked me that question, that's point that's point zero from me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. Um it wasn't too I feel like it wasn't too long ago that or maybe it was i don't know correct me if i'm wrong that you got um associated with uh that label bastard jazz that was in we did that in 2019 i think no no 2020 late 20 sometimes either 2019 or 2020 it's a fairly new thing yeah we put the record out i'm actually gonna start working on the second one like real 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 soon once you get this keyboard yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, like, how did that come about? And like, what what has that been like? Because um, I've never he found he found me. Like, you be a stuff thing. These people sometimes when I put these records out, people you know see those other 
be fine. I, I didn't really go on searching for anything. So, yeah, you know, nice. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's like a lot of good things in life. Uh, Got to let them come to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So that's like they they help like promote your your albums and your your mm-hmm. artist uh, thing. Yep. That's cool. So what's next for you? What's what's going on with you? Um, I just released an album um like a week or two ago that mm-hmm. was um it's kind of like a vintage like beach surf inspired uh album it's a kind of an interesting combo it's like tropical sounding but also mixed with like rock and like ukulele i don't know i have uh my girlfriend got me a steel drum and a ukulele so i i wanted to like make some music with uh kind of based around that oh vibe. nice Isn't it, and this is is it you by yourself or for this album yeah yeah mm. some the album before this one was um me and three bandmates it was like our collaborative music and then um next for me i when I was working on trying to finish that last album, I had been accumulating a lot of like little ideas, like, you know, cool little like eight bar grooves and, and stuff more in like the electronic music kind of feel, which I, I like that too. So I think the next thing I'm going to release will be, will be more like uh, electronic music, like kind of dance, mm. dance, funk, psychedelic type of stuff so what kind of sensor in your arsenal i know you mentioned the grandmother um right now it's it's a little fatty a little fatty little fatty yeah that's the first one i got um and then profit which i just installed you got the six yeah i got the six and i just installed the uh new operating system which i just heard about they they made like a new feature where the slop knob is uh, the vintage mode vintage yeah mode. gotta have vintage mode on it. <laughs> it's, it's like it turned it into a whole new synth it's crazy nice uh, that that's yeah. that's exciting i i just did that before we we did this oh so. you're gonna love it have you tried it yet not really no Oh, dude, you are going to love it. I can't wait. I can't wait till you to get back to me. You're like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and then uh, the the Moog Minitar. The, oh, uh, Minitar, nice. Which that, I really like that. It's interesting because it's just, you would think it would just be like kind of the same as the little fatty, inst- mm-hmm. but it's actually like, I feel like it's it's a lot different and, you know, bass, bass is better on that. Nice. You know what? The grandmother's got some really nice bass. Yeah. Yeah, you can get you can get wicked on the grandmother. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I gotta I'll probably get one at some point. I just want them all, you know. I know. Yeah, you gotta catch them all. Pokemon synth, you know. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon synth. There's so many now too. It's just exploded. Oh, mm-hmm. Like this uh Behringer like line. <laughs> That's a Neutron, yeah. Um, I just wanted something that was like real different than, you know. I want I want to try that. How is that? It's great. I, I got some of my favorite bass tones on a recording f- from that. It's like mm. real nice, like plucky bass sound. 
Um, but you can get real crazy with, uh, like making just crazy effects. Cause you can, you can kind of go nuts on the, uh, just like, just patching random stuff and just kind of exploring that I'm patch bay. Cause I don't have, I, I didn't get that when it came out. I'm gonna have to see what's up with that. I have the, I have their, um, pro one. How do you like that one? Oh man, the thing is amazing. I don't use it enough. I need to. I need to. I need to start using that Pro One. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that's probably that. That's one that I definitely was definitely very interested in. This one's just as like you could just make real crazy sounds with it, like sound effects and like. That's my thing. I love doing that kind of thing. Okay. Well then, yeah, that's, that's my. That's right up my alley, right there. <laughs> yeah, and even like I don't know. I I'm sure I'm not really using it to the full potential because i don't fully understand uh, you know what i'm doing but you don't really have to sometimes with with something exactly. like that you just like just you just see where it goes you know yeah you can find out real quick like what it does if you just like patch something in to something else and it's fun you know i have to do that on my mother 32 sometimes <laughs> like okay wait put this in okay that's like a there's like patch uh things yeah. in that mm -hmm. nice and yeah. what's really cool about the mother 32 is i also have a work stat and you can use the work stat as a second oscillator for the grant for the um mother 32 because mother 32 is only a single oscillator oh nice you can just like link them mm -hmm. that sounds cool patch them right in and then there it is i've got one other which is like behind me. It's like a module of the the virus. Have you heard of the virus? Mm hmm. And that one, that one's awesome. It's like very deep and um, like digital, but like it's that's like what it's good at. So it's. Is there a lot of menu diving? Yeah, there's a lot of menu diving. <laughs> there's a lot of knobs, so like you can. You have like quick access to a lot of things, but like, you know, if you really want to go deep, like you, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I don't really design sounds on that that much. I kind of just like tweak presets on there. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause it's, it is pretty confusing. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I've just got my guitar and drum set and bass stuff and so i guess like as we're writing this next album uh with the full band you know i'll be working on like electronic stuff uh in the meantime till we get that written nice nice maybe i have to bring over to bring the take five over there one day man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be fun cool man well Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me and um, just kind of absolutely kinda... anytime, bro. Anytime, bro. I'm here. I really enjoyed that set today. Thanks for tuning in, man. That was wow. I didn't even know you were in there. Are you because you you popped in yesterday, right? I think I saw you in there yesterday, didn't you? Mm, no, no. I wanted to. No, yeah. I I was I wanted to. I didn't though. I was at dinner. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You were yes, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's 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 fun. Now 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 I just sit back and wait and stalk the postal workers. And, <laughs> in my box, where's my box, man? <laughs>
Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Cool, man. Well, take care, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, look forward to watching another stream and hearing what you come out with next. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. See you later. Yeah, see you. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bus Crates. What a cool guy and what a great personality and love the music. Excited to see what he comes out with next. And uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Bus Crates. You can also find him on twitch.tv slash buscrates if you want to catch one of his live sets. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting talking to him about that because I had never really seen what that's all about. And I watched his set, one of his sets before uh, the interview, and it was it was really cool. You know, there's a couple hundred people in the live stream, you know, chat room watching the stream and interacting with each other, interacting with bus crates. Bus crates was like interacting with them. It was way more interactive than I would have imagined. And it was really cool. It was very uh, intimate, even though it was, you know, an online live stream. Like it was, it felt like all these people were in a room together in a way. So that was cool. But anyway, hope you have a great day. And here is the song Lost and Found by Bus Crates.